Okay, welcome back to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody and, B- and BJ Thomas. Hello, hello. Uh, so, guys, I want to apologize. It was a long night watching Ohio State lose, which was fantastic. I got up early <laughs> in the morning, but I will promise you this. I am more prepared than the Pittsburgh Steelers were on Sunday. <laughs> hmm. um, let me ask you this. How late did you watch that game? How far did you make it? I made it till about the fourth quarter. Oh, so you watched them get slaughtered. They lost the game at halftime. Yeah, I, I know. It's just it's enjoyable yeah. for me to watch and live vicariously through other teams being Ohio State because I haven't experienced that in years. So, can, can we please get Devonte Smith out of the way? <laughs> can we can we Go talk about it. him and just can we just get this over? Yes, um, I I think we have to temper expectations. He's built like AJ Green. I noticed that last night. He's like a, He's a, phys, a physical clone of A.J. Green. He has the A.J. Green legs, the, the very skinny legs. Um, but I feel like he's a great a great receiver, great college receiver, but we need to temper our expectations. I feel like we saw amazing play calling last night. They set that kid up to be – Sarkeesian was off the chain last night. Yeah. Those, fake jet, those fake jet sweeps where he comes down to the backfield and then runs back out, how do you mm-hmm. guard that? Yeah, and that, that's the thing with Sark. Sark is in a – phenomenal offensive coordinator everywhere he's gone the call offensive plays has been great as a head coach he's had some issues specifically maturity off the field issues yeah so you mean you mean being like a 50 year old frat guy is that what you're talking about <laughs> you know yeah we, we all make some bad life choices sometimes so <laughs> every weekend though like he, could, he was doing it he did it every weekend of his career at usc i'm pretty sure is what they were talking about. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, life is different out in, out in L.A., but, yeah, just, if, he, if he corrects that, then I think Texas will be a force to reckon with in, in the coming years. Because Do you yeah. think he should call the plays for Texas, or he should get an offensive coordinator? I think he needs to have input into the play design. I don't like, mm-hmm. I don't like uh, busy head coaches. Yeah. I think head coaches need to head coaches need to focus on the yeah. distribution of the workload. Are my are my coaches working efficiently and then assist the position coaches? Yeah, the mm-hmm. the the reason why Bobby Bowden was so good at Florida State, because he had no idea what the hell was going on on game day. He was focused yeah. specifically on every aspect of the actual game except for the actual yeah. plays. He let mm-hmm. Mickey Andrews run that defense and he just like Mickey go. And they were yeah. they were great. And that's yeah. that's what made him such a great coach. Joe Paterno was the same way. Great mm-hmm. head coaches are great CEOs. And yes, BJ, I think Sark needs to have input into the play design. I think he mm-hmm. needs to have someone that thinks along the same way that he does. I don't think he should call the actual plays because it, no. if you get called if you get caught up in calling the actual plays, you get caught up in this plays next. I need to run this play to set up this play, and then you lose focus on the actual game. He needs to have a meeting or two a week with the offensive coordinator. And let him go. He just needs to hire a guy he trusts. And and can can we teach Jim Harbaugh this lesson? Because he needs to stay out of the offensive line or out of the offensive play calling. <laughs> I'm gonna let you he talk about Michigan. I feel like it's just piling on at this point. You yeah, had to watch Ohio State in the national championship last <laughs> night, and I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude, dude. I, I, I will tell you this. The, the rumors I'm hearing, and obviously, you know, I'm not in Ann Arbor, so, you know, kind of take with a grain of salt, is that the reason why Manuel offered him the contract that he did 
is because it there's a very very low buyout with that thing and if you've noticed they they've been kind of going after matt campbell every so often and campbell came out and said i am the coach at, at iowa state next year so mm. so essentially harbaugh is on a year-to-year contract that's signed for five years if he does not perform well next year i think he's gone but you know and i i tell everyone that will listen to the sound of my voice michigan has always been always been a nine or ten win team they've never been great in my lifetime they've never they haven't been great in my parents lifetime they have mm. a couple years here or there like lsu where they're they're really good when they have guys like charles woodson um it was you know obviously the last time they won the championship and the last time they were even relevant was in, in 06 when you know ohio State beat them and i still think that troy smith you know that call was crap but that's beside the point but ever since 06, they have not been relevant. But they they always get eight, nine, ten wins, except for this year and this COVID year, and that's completely different. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry you're a Michigan fan. I don't really – I just – the Harbaugh thing, it's like it's a long way from the Super Bowl to lame duck coach because now you just told me that Harbaugh's lame duck coach. They're just waiting for the next guy, whether it be Matt Campbell or the, the next up and coming. <clears throat> yeah. Like, so he's just – he's a placeholder at this point. Well, he is, and 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 that's that's why I so tell. So why wouldn't why wouldn't he have tried to transfer to another school or to the NFL at this point? Because he loves Michigan so much, and it, it's it's sad. It's a it's a dysfunctional relationship where there is a lot of love, but there's not a lot of action. Mm. Okay. So I mean, I and and I ask this question to everyone that wants to talk to me about it: Who is Michigan going to get? Like, who are they going to get right now? They they made a run at Bob Stoops and he had a huge fallout with the administration. And does not want to go back. Um, um, why don't Michigan go after the uh, Coastal Carolina coach? Get someone you know that can come in and kind of build from the ground up. Someone that's that's you know not really, well. I don't, I don't know if he's a hot commodity or not, but you know get someone from from a smaller school and have them come and 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 bring in some type of. Uh, you know, strong work ethic because for what I see from Michigan play, it seems as if I think they're tired of listening to Harbaugh. That's what it seems like. It seems as if he's like, okay, he's been here. Like that happens to everybody like, after five years. Yeah, Harbaugh. Yeah. He has he has a problem. It's a, it's a track record. Yeah. 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 After four or five years, people tune him out, and he he's great at the rah rah Siskumbath stuff, but he just he can't get players to play for him consistently. I mean, mm-hmm. again, look at San Francisco in the NFL. Got him to the, got him to the Super Bowl. Got him to win within a horrible pass, the Crabtree, from winning the Super Bowl. And the next year they fell apart because they, they just, mm-hmm. it just wasn't enough. And Michigan's problem is not just herbal. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, it's the recruiting. The recruiting is terrible. Who's who's in charge of that? Well, and, and again, okay, Who go. Put- who puts the people in place to do that? That's the there. There's there's the trick. Okay, so we just talked yeah. about how coaches need to be CEOs. Harbaugh needs is the CEO. He let Don Brown run that defense. He flat out said, "As long as Don Brown is happy, I am happy." Well, Don Brown can't recruit the defensive lineman to save his life. Don mm-hmm. Brown has a very specific scheme that works when you don't go against Big Ten talent. 
His scheme. We all know. We know where those defensive linemen are, and they can't come dig them out. Alabama, yeah. Louisiana, yeah. Florida, Georgia, Texas. Yeah, they can't get they, them. They are not going up to your snow globe to play four games with their toes on fire. No, they're not going to do it. And and Don Brown specifically <laughs> likes fast, lean defensive linemen. Great, fantastic. You like to blitz the hell out of everyone, put pressure on the receivers. Great. That does not work against teams like Ohio State. It does not work against teams like Michigan State. Does not work against Wisconsin, where their average offensive lineman is 6'5", 350. It just doesn't they work. They don't care about who you put over there. No. Exactly. They don't care. I mean, I, I think Herbstreit – go ahead. No, I'm just saying, any one guy has an advantage on your defensive line of Wisconsin going to double-team that guy into the ground, and the rest yeah. of them are going to man up and wall you off. That's yeah. how it's been – that's how it's been since uh, the late '90s. Their offensive line is just gigantic, and and they're going to move you. Period. Oh, and, and before then, I mean, really, ever since I've watched football, Wisconsin has always had just these ginormous human beings as offensive linemen. They go up into the woods and dig all those farm boys out, and like, hey, come push this. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Doesn't seem like right, but I I have a question. Um, so from watching the game last night. Um, I felt it's like I'm just amazed how okay if you put Alabama and Ohio State on a piece of paper and you put down each position and whether they're four star or five star recruits, they they typically mirror each other. But last night I saw a clear difference <laughs> in in both teams because I'm looking and I'm like okay. Either Mac Jones is that good, or it's the people that Nick Saban surround him with. Because it seemed like whatever he wanted, he got. And I'm like, okay, so I know Ohio State. I know they have a pretty solid defense. Right now, I think, you know, it, it just seems as if Texas A&M could have gave Alabama um, a better game last night. It just seems as if uh, – I think the I, I think Alabama won it. They did, and, yeah. and and they made it look easy. Question is, so oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think the problem is the BJ hit it at the, at the very beginning. It's play calling. Alabama's play calling was far superior to yeah. anybody's last night. Anybody would have lost to Alabama last night. Mm-hmm. And and there were no adjustments. Not not there that I'm no, saying no. there were adjustments to be made, but there was nothing there. When you put a guy like Smith in motion like that seven yards behind the line of scrimmage where nobody's going to touch him for the next 10 yards mm. with, with his ability to shift and his speed, man, that was brilliant play calling. They did a great job of keeping hands off him all night. Yeah. I hope he's okay. Have you heard anything about the injury update? Is he all right? Or did you just get nicked up and they're like, look, we're doing fine. You can sit. I think he just got nicked up and they're like, dude, just take it easy. You've already won the MVP of the game. Just, was it a hand thing? Because I saw him look at his hand and then look away. And then he was walking fine. All the body parts seemed to be moving fine, but they were kind of – had his hand out in front of him. I don't know. I, I didn't hear any any official update. Hmm. Well, I actually have my phone free tonight. I cannot. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean yeah, – the. To your point, Dorian, Alabama looked more prepared. I, I, from a talent perspective, if you line them up, you could probably, you know, one, one and one A for those teams last night. 
but the the their preparation from the Ohio State defense just was just terrible, and no, absolutely no adjustments. I got the update here. He just dislocated a finger. Oh, that's he'll, he'll, honestly. If they play I mean, next I, week, they would. I mean, I've done similar things, so like I'm not trying to be minimize minimize oh. the injury, but. As far as what it could have been, it's just yeah. it, he just. Yeah. It, it, oh, don't get me wrong. It still hurts like hell. Yeah. But if he if they had a game next week, he would be he'd be playing. But I think to me, my bigger problem is I could have told you who was playing in this game, back when the season started. I could have told you who'd be in the playoffs back when the season started, and that's how um, the ball is. I didn't. I didn't think Ohio State was going to be there like that. I. 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 I said if. If all the conferences played, and that was a you know, big if because COVID, but every year, every single year, it's Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and random team. And random Insert team this year. Here. Yeah, and, and this year, Notre Dame shouldn't have been there because they got plowed in the ACC championship game. That was absolutely fun to watch. <laughs> I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I don't think you can ha- – I don't think they should be allowed to have one foot in the conference and one foot out because of their TV money. Yeah. You're not special. Y'all get enough free money as it is. Slide right on in a conference <clears throat> and man up. Yeah. You know what it is. That's going to add another loss to their game, year, uh, to their schedule every year. Oh, easily. ACC conference. Easily. Oh, easily. And so it's, it's a dual situation for them. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, Notre Dame's TV contract is a lot like Texas's contract, TV contract. It should not be allowable. You should not have one team have an entire freaking network. No, you're not special. So what what would happen if the Cowboys or the um, or the Packers tried that? The NFL would squash that instantly. Yeah. Nope. You can have an inter- you can have a web show, but you aren't going to put anything on a network TV without NFL being involved. Yep. And so and and, <laughs> and I agree. It, it, it's crap, and I I I just enjoy watching Notre Dame lose every time they they can every because they're time. so damn arrogant. Snap by snap. <laughs> this it's the only team I'll watch for no good reason. Like I'll just other than to lose. Like I don't have any in anything invested in any of the opposing teams hardly ever. I don't care. I just want them to lose. All that tax free money flowing around up there, bastards. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it is tax free because <laughs> within within being a religious school, I think they can kind of claim it as non profit, can't they? Even if it's not all tax free, there's a chunk floating around there tax free. Well, well <laughs> anything in the NCAA is. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, My thing man. is, when are they going to finally join a conference and not this, you know, well, every now and then BS? They need we're, to... having, we're having a hard time talking about that right now. It's a. Uh, it's it's kind of the it's a weak way out. It's just weak. I will tell you when 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 they would join a conference is very simple. When the TV money for the ACC network is more than the TV money that they get from from NBC. When uh, when the, when the TV money that the ACC team split from the ACC network when that is more than what Notre Dame football gets from NBC, that's when NB, that's when Notre Dame would join the conference. sensitive subject well, it, i mean it's it, one of my it's one of the banes of like my college football existence is like how how is that allowed how is texas allowed like you're not special um it, it, you know what i fine you want to do it the money's going to your conference and we're going to split it among teams well yeah. and realistically i mean there is so much damn money out there 
that flows into these schools just yeah. from the TV contracts, not to mention right. the apparel, not to mention anything else, just the TV contracts are so yeah, much money and not a single dime legally goes to the players. Am, um, I, am I correct? And this is just a different subject, but the numbers can't be too, too far off. Wasn't the last NFL contract creeping up around like 70 billion or something? Like, is that a bet? Am I wrong? Like a 10 year, 10 years, $7 billion a year contract or something like that? I think you might be on to something. Let me look that up. It's something massive. Like it, it's absurd numbers. Yeah, I, I, I know the um, Turner, when, when they did, we did their contract for March Madness, it was like $1.5 billion a year. And, and to me, that's ludicrous because if the NFL is making $7 billion a year from TV contracts, which sounds about right, Give or take. I, I was way off. I was way off. The actual current agreement for um, ESPN paid one point nine billion each season for the next eight years. That's e- no, that's ESPN though. Remember, they they do what one game a year, and with some playoff games. What's one NBC game paying? Week. One game a week. What's oh, NBC paying? What's um, CBS paying? I, I just found a different article that's probably gonna. Oh, yeah. What, what do you have? I, I see here it says on the current eight-year agreement, ESPN yeah, is $1.9 billion. That's it's just something. ESPN, though. Yeah, yeah that, Fox that, pays $1.2 billion. Uh, NBC pays $1.1 billion, and CBS pays $1 billion per season. Uh, so, so you add all that up, that's about, that's about $7 million if, if you add it yeah, all so up. Seven, $7 billion. Yeah. $7 billion for – so it's a $70 billion contract basically yeah. for 10 years. Yeah, Most just of from, from all sources. Contracts. Golly. But with uh, so, that – So what's college, 30? No, well, that's 40? the thing though. See, the, with the NFL, they can, to me, they can make as much money as they want because it goes back to the employees. They have a contract. I believe it's a 53% yep. split. Fine. Whatever money you want to make, give it to your players. Fine. The college – I know just like I said, Turner paid $1.2 billion a year for, for just the tournament. I hate to think what ABC and what Disney pays for college football. I know the, the games, the, the college football playoff games, they're paying for the exclusive rights. I think it's something neighborhood of three or $400 million mm-hmm. and not a dime legally goes to the not players. Not a dime. That is one of the biggest hustles in the United States right now is college athletes. And it is, it is the easiest problem to solve. You mm-hmm. hear everyone talk cut about – check. No, not just cut a check. You hear everyone talk about, well, how are you going to pay all the other sports? How are you going to pay volleyball players? How are you going to play the golf players? Simple. Title IX does that. Yeah, well, no, it's very, very simple. If you've got TV contracts – the players can make money off their names and likeness. You're using their names and likeness for TV contracts. Whatever money comes in from that for that school on that TV contract, what goes to the players? Title IX would kind of make that happen, anyways, wouldn't it? Because Title IX says that the the sports revenue is for everybody. It's not just. I necessarily- don't believe Title IX has anything to do with revenue. I'm not a lawyer. Oh, really? I, 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 I thought it had something to do with making sure that every, every sport was funded regardless of where the money came from. It's, no, it's making sure that every sport is – that there is no discrimination per gender. So, it, so, again, if you have a basketball team and you have enough women on your, in your school that want to play basketball, you have to allow them to play. If you don't, you have to allow them to play with the men. It's, just, it's, all, it's why there's not a women's football team. There's not enough women to field a team. 
but you have to give them the opportunity if there's enough players to, that want to do it. I got you. I got you. But yeah, but I mean, I can turn on, you can turn on your TV in May and watch the college cornhole championship between South Carolina and some no name school. I guarantee that exists. you that exists. I guarantee you. <laughs> no, it does. Yes, it does. And, and it is broadcast in ESPNU. What's wrong with this country? And, and that, that is my point. If you, if you can get eyeballs to watch the college cornhole championship, there's a reason why it's on TV because people are watching. Absolutely. What happens, people- this is what happens when you put Brad's and Chad's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you really want to listen to a thing about names, George Carlin's got a bit that'll make you giggle. Just look it up. Well, George, George Carlin will just make you laugh out loud anytime you speak. So uh, that's um, the point. I love George Carlin. Check it out. Uh, hey, shout out to George Carlin. He'd be more relevant and effective now than he ever was in his whole oh, life. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, so um, this weekend uh, is the divisional round for the NFL. Uh, you got the what? You have this uh, the Rams versus the Packers. You got the Bucks and Saints. I mean, you have the Ravens and Bills, and you have the oh, and Kansas City versus um, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, how can I do? Oh, first off, well, okay, wait, 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 wait. let's go back. Remember, last segment, I said, I said, guys, what if I said, I believe that the Browns can beat the Steelers? It's one game. I said, are you this one game? Remember that. Do you guys recall me saying that? Adam's been talking about them being garbage for like five weeks now. <laughs> but it's, the internet the internet was on to the Steelers after they went like 7-0 and the internet's like you haven't played anybody y'all suck you barely beat the Cowboys with the fourth string quarterback like there's a whole list there's a I saw a meme that had every victory and next to it had a reason why they won like, <laughs> like, like it was it was pretty like convincing evidence that the Steelers got really lucky on the schedule this year yeah they got really lucky <laughs> and they just they stopped carrying like halfway through the first quarter, they just stopped caring. And yeah. and I know I made the joke here. They, they weren't prepared. They were not prepared. Things went south, and it happens, okay? They don't necessarily go south that, that hard, but it can happen. And they just didn't seem to care. Um, Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster is about to do the reverse Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> 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 but but I'll, I'll tell you what, when it was 35 to 23, first play of the fourth quarter, game was over. When they punted, when it was 35 23, game was over. Yep. Yeah, there are a couple people put out some stuff on the internet about that, not being very happy that Tomlin punted, saying it was one of the more cowardly punts in recent memory. And I, I, I know everyone's been bitching about the, you know, the, the punt that Tennessee did, the surrender index, or whatever the hell they want to call it. I say that I say the Pittsburgh punk. Yeah, I say the Pittsburgh punk was worse. They basically went, "We're done." Especially when you're on the you're on the comeback run like that. You made headway, like you have absolutely nothing to lose. You're getting slaughtered, slaughtered Mm -hmm. for two quarters of this game. You might as well just like 
sell out and he didn't he didn't sell out he held back you know they they had come back from 28 down and like i said they practically had given up they're down 10, they were down 12 at that point with the ball it was, it was a fourth and two fourth and three something something stupid you go for that the browns well, were is, reeling they the defense was exhausted yeah it's weird it's weird from a team that a couple of years ago wouldn't even kick extra points yeah they they went for two almost every time mm-hmm like I just, it just, it goes counter to what the Steelers are known for being aggressive and winning, going, playing to win the game, and then for him to punt is very odd. Yeah. yeah. But you don't think that maybe that he had the confidence in his defense? It's like, yeah, you know what? We'll get another four and out. We'll thirty-five points and a half. Thirty was it almost thirty-five in the quarter? Excuse me, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, they twenty-eight got, nothing after the first. It was twenty-eight nothing after the first. And to, to to Dorian's point, they'd only scored seven after that. So yeah, right. you you allow seven over two quarters. You're thinking, okay, well, you know, a defense has them, but not. I don't care. Their defense is gassed. Yeah. You put what they should have done, and I and I heard this, and I'm like, oh my god, that's brilliant. Should have called timeout right before the third quarter ended. Okay, call timeout with a couple seconds left. Get one more play in. Do do that important fourth down in the third quarter, because don't give them time to rest for the fourth down conversion. And just put yeah. your foot on the gas. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm, I, when I heard that, I'm like, oh my God, that's brilliant. This is also why I'm not an offensive coordinator, because I wouldn't have thought of that, but that's freaking brilliant. Yeah. It's just squeezing yeah. every little every yeah. little second out of it you can and creating opportunities. I mean Yeah. So that's brilliant. But when, wow. when they when they punted it, the game the game was over. I'm just yeah. shocked by Tomlin. I, I can't get over it. I just keep thinking about like it's just counter to what he's done over his career. He's an aggressive coach. Well, yeah. and and so was Frank Reich, but I mean, to me, he got too aggressive. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking, thanks for bringing up Frank Reich. Oh, segways don't just have two wheels. <laughs> Doug Peterson is gone, and in hindsight, hindsight, the day after it happened, actually, I they should have kept Frank Reich, let Peterson walk, and that would have been the weirdest thing to happen in the NFL coaching uh, carousel in a long time. But it would have been great to see. Win a Super Bowl, yeah. get punted, and, and <laughs> promote that, your offensive coordinator. <laughs> yes, yes. And then probably win the next one, to be truthful. Yeah. That's what would happen. But I Frank mean, Rice's secret sauce. Look what he did with that. If he had a quarterback that had any mobility in him at all, they would have – if he had Andrew Luck, that's Super Bowl year for the Colts right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. That because Philly is doing their Philly thing, I don't think they're trading wins now. They should. I don't think there would be any takers, but they should try to trade him and should technically try to trade him to, to Indianapolis. I would trade him to Indianapolis yep. for whatever they give me. Yep. But because yeah. they're probably not, I think Indianapolis is the perfect place for Justin Fields to end up. All right. Or Mac Jones. I don't trust Alabama quarterbacks till further notice. You're going to have to show me something. No, come on. Since since Joe Namath, I'm going to keep saying that every time we talk about Alabama quarterback. Since Joe Namath, not a Super Bowl winning quarterback since Joe Namath. Well, BJ, no, no. Didn't, didn't you post a picture the other day of, like, you know, hey, Tua had it in college, and, yeah, it was Jerry Judy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jerry Judy. Um, who was it? Oh man, there's a whole lot. Jerry Judo, Jerry Judy, Waddle. You had uh, what was the other? Uh, Henry Ruggs. Uh, 
Yeah. And, and and I think uh, I think uh, uh, Devonte Smith too was in that. Uh, yes, it, it was, I, I found what yes. it is. I'm I figured this it, it is the best yeah. receiving core in probably recent memory. I can't come up with a better receiving core than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, geez, you're you're talking about most of the guys taking was Judy a first round pick or was he early second? No, he was first round. Yeah, so I mean, there's two guys taking last was in and Ruggs was in the first round also, correct? Mm-hmm. Drugs in the first round as well. All Alabama's yeah. doing is pumping out receivers right now. Yeah, that's it. But you, but you know what I found was crazy when I was watching uh, when they were showing like the the players on Alabama. I noticed that like their secondary was all from Florida, but their but their front four is like from Louisiana, and I, I, you know, and I think one from Texas. It's that but, good like, food. <laughs> it's that good for the crawfish boils, all those potatoes and stuff. It, we don't have that like that in Florida. I'm telling you, it's that good fluid up there. Yeah. So I, I thought that was crazy. But, um, okay, so do you think that Indianapolis should try to make a trade for Deshaun Watson? I think everybody who needs a quarterback should make the yeah. trade for Deshaun Watson. That's not a question. He's an upgrade over anything anybody has that's looking for a quarterback, and he's going to be better than anything coming off the draft this year. Including the Jaguars. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That that question that was posed the other day is like, should Jacksonville trade the number one pick for Deshaun Watson? The answer is yes. Like there, there is no other answer. With something, I'm not straight up. I don't think it should be straight up, and I think you might may be able to play his injury history up a little bit to maybe get a draft pick out of it. You can probably get you can probably get Deshaun in the three or four, four something like that. Yeah, you know, get your best bet. But I'm sorry, dude. Trevor Lawrence didn't look special. He did not look special last week. I don't. I mean, Justin Fields didn't look special. And then there were games where Mac Jones didn't look special either. And, I just we, that. and we don't talk about Justin Fields. And we don't talk <laughs> about Mac Jones. We only talk about Trevor Lawrence. Right, right. But, but on the flip side, too, it's like, if I'm the Texans, it's like, okay, all right. They could, they could, you know, trade with Jacksonville. But then I'm also hearing two of them trading with the Dolphins would probably make sense because they could get Tua and still get that. Uh, what is it? Dolphins and what? What the fourth pick? Wait, yeah, third, so, fourth. So, fourth. Well, don't Tua's forget. Not an asset. Yeah. Well, don't forget. Miami has Houston's pick this year. Two is not an asset. Right, but the, the you're talking about, about it. Is, have you ever seen a three-quarter quarterback? Right, but okay, okay. So you tell us. So are you telling me that you would take Trevor Lawrence over to him? Yes. Yes, but but I'd take Deshaun Watson in a draft pick over Trevor Lawrence. Right. Well, and, see, and, and that's interesting because if if Houston tra- does that trade, if Houston trades Deshaun and a third, okay, for Tua and a first, you know, you can kind of. Figuring it out from there, you Houston's basically getting their pick back because Miami has Houston's pick this year, right? And if me, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if I'm Houston, I'm doing whatever I can to get in the, to get a, a draft pick because I don't think they've got one in the yeah. first two rounds. No, Bill yeah. Bill O'Brien lets them strip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he screwed Bill Broly. It's almost. I mean, it's it's almost like he wound up hating the owner midway through his ten years. Like, oh yeah, watch this bastard. Like, <laughs> the, the last the last coach I've seen the sabotage his team this bad is Lane, Kelly, Lane Kiffin. Chip Kelly on the way out of the Chip Kelly left them with a lot of salary cap but no talent. 
<laughs> hey, I, I, I still remember when Lane Kiffin was coaching in Oakland, and he basically just said, F, F Al, I'm done. I want out of here. And he had Janikowski um, pull up for like a 70-yard field goal just because. <laughs> I like it. Give the Polish cannon a shot. <laughs> this, um, speaking of uh, Janikowski, I think he, he still has the longest field goal in uh, State of Florida high school history, right, in football? I think he kicked like a six, like a sixty or seventy yard or something. That's good. I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't own all field goal records. Yeah, yeah, I think he does. Like he's like number one. Um, well, I forgot what I was watching. I was watching something on the uh, like high school playoffs, uh, and like Sebastian Janikowski name came up in like every category: the most extra point kicks, the most field goals, the longest field a, goals. He's got an eighty pound leg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the dude that has not missed leg day ever. No. Ever. Oh, no. It's not that he hasn't missed leg day. He doesn't miss the bar ever. <laughs> <laughs> they say he's drinking his car during practice. During- I can see that. <laughs> but he's built like a freaking defensive lineman, man. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care. That's one guy who's just going to beat him, and you got to deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the Andre the Giant of the NFL, <laughs> and, and that that's why that's why I was so ashamed about uh, Dante Culpepper and that he got hurt because had he not blown out his knee, that dude was a freaking defensive lineman back there throwing dimes. Yeah, yeah, that was what, tough six, to watch. He like six five and a half, two forty five, two fifty, something like that, and hit like a damn tank. Yeah. He got spoiled. He got spoiled with Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Oh yeah, he did. I mean, you, well, how much skill do you have to have? Just throw it seventy yards. That's all you have yeah. to do. Just throw it down the sideline seventy yards. The guy with the great hands of the catches, or the real fast guy, is going to catch it. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, yeah. Andy Dalton had AJ Green for how many years, and they didn't do shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they put up numbers, but didn't win. Other than that, no, they didn't win. Matthew Stafford puts up numbers. Hell, Kirk Cousins yeah. puts up numbers. Whoa, whoa. Do not throw <laughs> Kirk Cousins in there when you're talking about real quarterback. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. How many times do you hear other receivers begging for the deep ball in the NFL? Like, everybody's pretty much throwing it right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's throwing the deep ball. And it was kind of telling when Justin Jefferson was like, Fuck, Kurt, throw it. Like, <laughs> throw it. Give me a chance. That's what, a, yeah. dude, there's a lot of NFL quarterbacking that's just giving a good receiver a chance. Yeah. You just, you're throwing it. He's pretty decently covered, but the corner's not looking. So I'm going to throw it behind him and give him a chance. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily always throwing to open guys. And that's the difference between college and the NFL is now yes. you have to throw to people who are covered and are you're trusting them to make the play. Exactly. I want to get rid of a term that I'm just damn sick of. I want to get rid of the game manager term because the negative connotation that goes with it is crap because I want a game manager. I want a guy that All can All quarterbacks put, are game managers. They need to be. I want a guy All that can put the be. ball in the right spot at the right time yeah. and don't yeah. turn the ball over. Some of the best quarterbacks ever have been game managers. Montana there, was a great game manager. There was a like, dude in Tampa yeah. now that's a game manager. He's pretty good. Yeah. 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 yeah, 
I mean, his arm's not carrying him anymore. That's for sure. So no. someone's got to be working. No, I mean, I just, I, I, I just think it's a lack of a term for somebody. So they came up with the worst one they could think of. Well, Wooden I, manages the game well, just like everybody else that's successful in this profession. Yeah. No, I, honestly, I think it's just a bunch of dumbass analysts who don't know anything. And I say that because I watch the NFL Network all weekend you know, while watching my kids just try to get, catch up on the games and listen to Steve Mariucci blabber on about something. I'm like, why are you here? You can't form a complete <laughs> sentence. Let's go, let's go down the rabbit hole. Do, uh, do we think it may be like a kind of a way to – compliment a subpar athletic white guy how many it's, black quarterbacks you hear called game managers wow i think you're on to something i don't think i don't think any of them has been called a game manager no i think about it well, 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 no, um what's his name uh jason campbell was probably the, the closest to a, an analyst calling a game manager remember jason campbell yeah i guess he sucked Right, but a lot of the analysts called him a game manager. They said, well, he's not a starter, but he's a, he's a game manager. Yeah, we're also talking about a profession where, where like 90% of the uh, applicants are white. So I don't, know if, I don't know if we can base our stats off all our math right now. But, our, okay. math is, our math is super skewed. But, but, but you got a good point, though. Okay, watch, watch the draft. Watch the draft for either the NBA or the NFL. Okay, watch how many times the white dude comes up and they say, He's got a great motor. <laughs> or, or, his, or his his basketball IQ's off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> AKA spot up shooter, baby. <laughs> He's gonna be over there licking fingers like JJ Reddick in two weeks. <laughs> um, they, they had um, high praise for um, for for Grayson Allen when he came out. I hate a pure shooter, athletic guard. Um, he's one of the dirtiest th- players yeah, in any sport I've ever seen. Praise what? Can, he can take a punch? He needs to. He's, he's gonna, gonna injure somebody. He's gonna injure whoa. somebody, and I hope he gets like Kermit Washington. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Jay Billis called him passionate. Jay so. Bill, whoa, did he have Jay a good motor? <laughs> Jay Billis is a sellout. I can't believe he said that. I can't believe <laughs> Jay Billis, supposed to be a steward of the game, calls people tripping. And kicking people and just because he's a, a Duke d- brother, he's a he's douche. A he's a past. He's a pastel shirt wearing, khaki wearing, boat shoe wearing douche. That's what he is. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, if Grayson Allen played for any other team other than Duke, Bayless would not have said that. Yeah, I, I agree. He's. I don't like him, man. Like he kicked. Who's that? he kicked Trey Young's ankle the other day? Yeah. And Trey Young oh, posts about. You, you didn't see that? Yeah, he posted. No, I didn't. Trey Young posted, man, this got to stop. And Grayson commented, oh, sorry, I hurt you, bro. No, but you could have. Yeah. You could have. There's guys that run down the court and tear an ACL not being touched. And now yeah. you want to kick people's feet out from under them when they're making cuts and stuff. Like, I just yeah. – I don't know. I just – you ever see that video of Kermit Washington and Rudy Tomjanovich? Yeah. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> That's the greatest stiff arm ever. <laughs> But I mean, it's realistically, Grace Nellon is basically just a updated Delavadova. De I don't recall Matthew being dirty. I remember being physical. Yeah, and maybe a little. He and maybe was dirty. And, and he I don't was remember dirty in a couple of those finals. Now, I'm not saying. I just don't. I'm saying I don't remember it. I'm not saying. That, no, know, he never kicked anybody in the nuts. That that was Draymond, but Delavadova was dirty. 
Draymond's right. got a few people like that. Yeah, not only him, but uh, well, what, Zaza, Zaza Pachulia? Uh, he can get it, too. He can get a fight from one of those big guys, too. He's going to have a problem. One day. He's done. I remember when he played with the Magic, and they were playing the Heat, and Udonis Haslam was doing the spin, doing a layup. And he just literally grabbed him by his neck and just threw him down. It was like, what? Hey, and you don't know, have to kill the guy. <laughs> uh, he wanted to kill him, but he didn't. Did he did. No. Nah. Nah, you know what? You might be the same size, but if you smell crazy, it's a little different. Yeah. And Zaza doesn't really pick. There's not a lot of people going to pick on Udonis Haslam. Right. He did right. and wasn't too worried about it. So right. the rest of the league is probably like, uh, I ain't really messing with Zaza. <laughs> yeah. But is it like Zaza? Uh, I think I was reading like, like he's like a 30 black belt or something. Like in judo. Like he's like into the martial I arts. Even, I didn't even know that. And if I was yeah. 6'10", I'm not messing with a dude. He, <laughs> I'm telling you, there are people that can fight that go up against crazy people and wound up curled up in a ball somewhere. So like, you don't mess with crazy. You just let crazy be crazy and try to stay out of his way. It's like you never you never see anyone mess with Steven Jackson. He's crazy. Well, no, I don't know. That one guy tried to throw a punch in the stands. That didn't end well for him either. Yeah. That was great to watch, by the way. Exactly. Oh, my because God. Could, could you imagine how many of those basketball players have been waiting to get their hands on a fan? They're like, this is it. This yeah. is it. And I'm in Detroit. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm trying to see where uh, where I was reading in that, but um, but also too the the guy James Johnson, the the uh, MMA seven, fighter. He's like a seventh degree black belt, or so he's up there. Yeah, and Dude, he's undefeated knows, in his MMA career. Yeah, no one messes with him. Like, uh, and someone followed him, and he like looked at him, and it was like, "You don't want none of this, bro." And everybody's like, "Yeah, calm down, calm down." Yeah, calm like, down. <laughs> James Johnson is a beast, man. How are you going to fight somebody with a seven-foot reach? Yeah. Dude, you can't. I'll just be like, hey, man, my bad, man. Even though you fouled me, you took my head off, that's my bad. <laughs> Let's keep playing. <laughs> that's one of those guys where you just foul him and run right to the locker room. <laughs> right. Flagrant foul. I'm ejected. <laughs> exactly. Um, did you see the uh, the scuffle between? Well, it wasn't a scuffle. It was uh, um, what's the twins? I keep getting the twins. Mark Ethan, uh, uh, yeah. Marcus Morris. Yeah, I, I think it was the one that played for the Lakers. Is it Markeith? That's the name. Markeith. Oh, whatever. Twins. What are the Morris? Twin Morris. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so he gets upset with Demarcus Cousins, and he pushes him right. You can clearly see that DeMarcus towers him like maybe four, five feet because DeMarcus Cousins is like seven foot. Uh, and, and, and the Morris twins like six, eight ish. Nope. Nope. And I'm like, and DeMarcus is looking at him like, bro, I will kill you. Like he's just sitting there like laughing, like smirking, like, yeah, you want to fight me? It's like, motherfucker. No, 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 no. And everyone's looking at twin like, bro, like, shut up, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, not this down. guy. And, and, and Boogie, Boogie's just crazy. Yeah. He he's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. I don't know what Boogie stands for, but it very well could be Boogie Man. I'm not trying to find <laughs> out. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. If you were talking a little loud to somebody in a bar and you turn around, you just kind of assume that your day was over if it was Boogie standing behind you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the the 
you wouldn't even be able to see the jukebox. <laughs> Whole sun would be blocked out. <laughs> or you look at your buddies like, he's standing mining, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> why just... do I feel breath? Why do I feel breath on the top of my head? <laughs> oh, hilarious! Yeah, man. yeah. That's one guy. If you file him, you're like, man, it's just basketball, bro. Man, basketball, bro. I, I didn't, I didn't cut your legs out from under. It's just basketball. Exactly. Mm. Could you imagine so, playing a pickup game with him? Uh, on his team or against him? Yeah, I would say on like, his team. Yeah. No, 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 against him. Like you have to, you have to help defend him. You have to go down and swat at that ball. No. Uh, yeah, imagine yeah. if you imagine if you caught that sausage thumb. If you just reached down there and slap and slap that thumb real hard or something. Dude, I I, oh, I played man. pickup against Big George back in back in high school, and that was a bad idea. George Davis. Yeah. yeah. George Davis isn't even tall. He's just solid. <laughs> Yeah, he's solid. No, do you guys, do you guys remember um, uh, Apollo Stinson? People tell me he was a big dude. Yeah, I'm talking about he's Apollo was like six five and a half, six six, two hundred and forty pounds as a junior, mm. and like, and we played on the basketball team, and um, you know, and I would have to guard him in practice. And I'm like, this dude's gonna kill me. So I made sure that I didn't foul him. Like whatever he wanted to do, yeah. Ole, <laughs> go ahead, bro. You got. And it. you, just for context, you were all of what six two, 195 pounds in high school, 195. Dude, I was 175 pounds, bro. Soaking wet. 175 pounds. We were all so narrow. <laughs> <laughs> all three of us just narrow. Yeah, I don't know what happened on my side. <laughs> I got wide. <laughs> Have Michelin, Michelin trained chefs will happen to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so tell me this. So I was in a I don't want to say a debate, but so between Brady and Breeze, right? If if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose on Sunday, does that say more about Brady not being able to face against other elite quarterbacks or we just charge it as it's his first year here, you know, add a boy next time. I, I think this it depends Pac on how the game goes. I think if, if the game goes 38-3 like it did earlier this, this season. This is Pacquiao Mayweather. It's happening too late. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you predicting blowout? Me or BJ? Uh, you at Okay. I, I, I'm saying that if, if it goes like it did earlier, because we've mm -hmm. seen this game, and it was 38-3. to 3. Now, I think Brady's gotten on a roll. I don't think it will be. Um, but if, if it's 38-3 or if it's a two or three score game, then, yeah, it's going to be Brady doesn't have it anymore. You know, he you know, ate, ate, ate a bunch of cupcakes during the year. You know, it is what it is. If it's close, if it comes down to the last possession, and don't forget Drew Brees has a history of losing close games in the playoffs – then I think the narrative changes. This is like Pacquiao Mayweather. It just hurts. It's happening so late. Yeah. You know, I mean, I want to see it, and it's going to be good, but Drew's shoulder is spent, and Tom looks better than I expected, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know, the key is I feel, the game's I inside. I feel like he's a little rejuvenated down here. And you got to remember, as we get older, and we know this, uh, yeah. That cold, that cold weather hurts, man. You get up yeah. sometimes, you're like, oh, what? Oh no, what was that? But he's, <laughs> he's down here. He's only got like six days a year happening. 
yeah. where he's going to be like that, you know? It's like, oh, and, I'm good, loose all year. And I, I, think, I think it's understated that the game's inside without a crowd noise. Mm, that's true. I don't like that. Those stadiums need to be loud enough to make it hard for them to call plays like it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, for me, it's just I don't trust the secondary of the Bucks, man. Like, I think Michael Thomas is going to have a comeback like a welcome back party. There's you. Well, well first off, you can't cover them one on one. So they're, they're probably going to have one of the corners and one of the safety shadow him. So then it's like, okay, well, we temporarily got Michael Thomas covered. Who else? You got Manuel Sanders, that that one guy who caught like what seven passes this past uh, weekend, number eleven, number thirteen. Yeah, no one knows his name that because guy. he yeah didn't play all season. Right, <laughs> but when he starts to become uh, Drew Brees' favorite, it's just Tampa Bay. They don't seem disciplined enough to be able to handle the offensive power of the Saints, man. So, well, and and here here's the thing with that. I, I know we started this off with, the, with Brady, but this is towards towards Brees. I don't think Brees has the arm strength to take advantage of that secondary. I I think if this game was five or six years ago, I think he would have the arm strength to pinpoint where he needs to be to take advantage of that secondary. I don't think he's, I don't think, I don't think the ball comes out fast enough. And if you watch the game against the bears, those passes were not crisp. They were tight spirals, but they were, they did not fly through the air like they should. Mm. Yeah. What's crazy about breeze though, is I seem like maybe last year, there was a bigger difference in his arm strength. It seemed like it happened somewhere during the season, like something happened. Mm. Like I don't know if structurally or if maybe he's just getting older, but I don't remember him being having uh, problems throwing the ball the past couple seasons like this. Yeah. Well, it does help that he has Alvin Kamara in the backfield. So if worse come to worse, he can screen it to Alvin. And Alvin can make wonders out of the screen. But it's, it's – I think it's going to come down to – can the Bucks get those key stops to let Brady be able to, instead of starting from their own 20-yard line, they can start like around their own 40 and be able to give that momentum for Brady to be able to go and score. Okay, are we going to do the, the stupid Steve, Mar- Steve Marucci? The key to win the game is third down? Yes, the key to win the game is third down. It's the key to win every goddamn football game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it like that, but it, 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 it's even I don't. It's just a matter of b- being able to get New Orleans instead of so. It's yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but Steve's kind of right. It, it does depend on third down. If they can, if they can get the Saints to be like third and nine. Well, that's like the trick. It's it's not so much converting on third down; third it's getting them to third down. Is you got to yeah, get them to be third and medium and long, not third and one, right. third or two, where you know Kamara can, can you know pop a couple ones. It's got to be third and obviously passing downs. That, mm-hmm. So yes, winning on third down is important, but to win on third down, you've got to win a first and second down first too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. Do we think Gronkowski would have rather stayed wrestling? I know he's tired of blocking. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> but it's the thing is, like, he, him and Brady are boys. And I'm yeah. sure, you know, Gronk is like, all right, for you, I'm coming, whatever you need me to do. Because if Brady wasn't on the Bucks, Gronk would be like, yo, what the hell, man? Like, 
I'm a Hall of Fame tight end and not blocking because you guys can't come up with better schemes. Yeah. But if, since Brady's there, Brady's like, look, I need you to block. So if Brady didn't sign with Tampa, Gronk would still be doing Gronky Kong or whatever the hell he was doing, throwing <laughs> barrels at people. Um, and, and you're right. He, the only reason why he signed them is because Brady's there. And that's also the only re- reason why AB is there is because mm-hmm. Brady is there. And exactly. I, I think that's the reason why Brady's look rejuvenated. Brown's come in, gotten with the system, gotten, gotten in rhythm. Evans has gotten in rhythm. Gronkowski's gotten in rhythm. Fournette it looks like the first-round draft pick that he was. That's mm-hmm. why Brady's been rejuvenated. It's not so much that you know, he took you know, a, a story shot to the arm. It's the fact that he doesn't have to be the man. He can, right. he can distribute the ball better. So, Dollars live up north? Yes, it is You're fucking from So you know. Yeah, I know. So I'm telling you, his life is better. It's, it's of course, what you said, the additions of the players. But I really think living in Tampa right. and being but speaking of warm just being, all year helps. Yeah, and, and speaking of just being fucking cold, it is going to be fucking cold here in Green Bay on Sunday or Saturday Ooh. whenever they play. And if you're Sean McVay, do you pick John Wolford with a broken neck? Jared Goff with a broken thumb or Blake Bortles to go beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Blake Bortles, let's do it. <laughs> I want to see this shit show. <laughs> I will watch that entire game if they start Blake Bortles. Man, no, I I definitely think that McVay's going with uh, Jared Goff, man. He has to. <laughs> I would just throw all my marbles in Jared Goff, man. Because if you go with Blake Bortles, trust me, I dealt with Blake Bortles for four years. I think it was four years, and it's like he got, he got you ten minutes away from the from the Super Bowl. He's gonna start a quarterback controversy if y'all let him start. <laughs> <laughs> a controversy of if they should let him go, but my okay. But besides the AFC Championship, which we got robbed because that was a strip that Miles Jack did, and we should have got that ball, but he gave it back to. The golden boy. But besides the point, it's just that first off, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Going to Green Bay, you okay. The Rams don't have to deal with the crowd noise, so that's no. a plus. But that cold, like uh back in what, two thousand three, I lived in New York for a year. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I lived in New York for a year. Dude, I remember when I was up there, it was negative four. One day that I was up there, and I remember, I, and, and I, I kid you not, I remember it was like a small block of ice, like it looked like hail. And when that shit hit the outside of my hand, I, it felt oh. like a brick. It felt like a, it felt like a ten-pound brick. So could you imagine a ball being thrown? It's like they're gonna be catching a brick at thirty-something miles an hour. At thirty-something miles an hour, dude. I. Ugh. So yeah, their their forecast is twenty high twenties, clear. So no snow, no sleet, no you know, none of that. It is so going to be unbelievably cold. Jared Goff with a broken thumb. Let's not forget about this. Who you know? And Aikman was right last week. Aikman was right. The team has given up on Goff. What? I guess, yeah. And and so we joke about Blake Bortles, but that might be the best solution. Or Quite simply, take the ball with your broken thumb, turn around, give it to Cam Akers, and let him run. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah but I'm telling you, this is your NFL defenses. They want to stop that. They're going to – I would just stop the run and force Jerry to beat me. Oh, yeah. Show me some of that broken thumb. I'm pass rush you, swipe at your hands. I'm going to swipe at the ball when you're cocking it back. Beat me. That's what you got to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, I don't see a good outcome for the Rams. I, I no. definitely see the, the Packers I, winning that game. I, I, I might Unless see. they start Blake. <clears throat> Got to start Blake. Blake will do it. <laughs> There's no way in hell, man. And then, and then the Jaguars can trade for Blake, the first-round pick, and they can get Blake and maybe linebacker or something to help you all out. Yeah, there you go. Dude. Trade Trevor Lawrence to get Blake, get Blake back. That, that'll work. I approve this <laughs> trade. Dude, Blake is no longer wanted in Jacksonville. Well, part of the reason why individuals well, wanted to get rid of him was because when he was there, he was at the bar every night. Dude. Like, like people were posting pictures of him drinking. Like, it, it, it was crazy. I, what are you going to do with Gardner Minshew? That guy is not the reason you guys are losing. You're going to cast him aside for some guy you assume is like the golden boy? Look, I like Gardner, personally. Um, I think he's a baller. I think that, you know, on I think purposely – I think that I, – I don't know who it came down from, but just my speculation, I think that they told Doug Marone to kind of like dial it back with him because they saw, hey, you know, like we're going to win the game, so let's try but not try. Uh, you know, but, but Gardner Minshew, I think with the right team, I think he's a baller. It's just – I just know okay. Shot Khan – see, the thing, that, the thing that people's not understanding is that it's like, all right, yes – there are tons of other quarterbacks that can come in and probably could do, you know, exceptionally better than what Trevor Lawrence can do, but it's the name. We have to fill seats. So, Shot Khan is, he's thinking, okay, if I can get a guy on potential and I know that already there's signs, there's going to be a billboard, uh, we can get that South Carolina fan base, that South Georgia fan base to be Jags fans. Hey, we got to fill the seats first. Once we fill the seats, then whatever happens, happens. I Is that the way that I would do it? No. But he's trying to fill seats because the, the, the growing sentiment is if we don't start filling seats, he's going to sell us. BJ, this is not middle school. You don't need to raise your hand. I felt like I, felt like I did. I felt like I did because uh, I, I, I like that you're worried about filling seats and you don't know when you're going to be able to fill seats anyways. I think you should worry about winning games and you have an NFL quarterback there who's been improving and then you're, now you're telling me he had to throttle back. You believe he was told to throttle back to yeah. tank. So you, you believe he tanked? Well, if you're going to no, tank, no, now no. if you're going to tank, this is the season to do it because you're not going to lose fans from the, fan, from the stands because they ain't coming anyway. If these right. guys are getting paid this money and they're not giving their 100%, they're tanking. No, 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 I, no. I don't think you're saying I'm not saying that Gardner Minshew is taking. I'm saying Doug Marone. I, I'm pretty sure his decision to play Mike Glennon over Gardner Minshew when Gardner Minshew can clearly play, that didn't. That wasn't a Doug Marone decision. That was a Shad Khan decision. I guarantee it. Because Doug Marone wanted to win those games. He wanted to play Gardner Minshew. But all of a sudden, you're going to pick Mike Glennon over Gardner Minshew, which Gardner Minshew, even in, in the practices, it shows that he had more continuity with, with the receivers than Mike Glennon. It's, that's what I'm saying. Could, could it have been that they know they're going to trade Glennon because if they're going to pick up Lawrence in the draft or whatever quarterback in the draft, keep Minshew, see whatever you can get for 
for Glennon. I mean, even if it's a six-round pick, just try to see whatever you can get. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. But I mean, it could be, but I don't, I don't see what we can really get from Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. Well, first off, he's he's a journeyman, and at one point he was a solid journeyman. But he's a know. known commodity, yes. But we have a couple more games to talk about, gentlemen. We haven't talked about the Bills yet. The Bills scare me. I mean, I don't trust just Joss Allen. Uh, I mean, I I've been wrong in him. I just don't don't mm-hmm. trust him. I'm not. I trust, I've, I've been with you on that. I have. We haven't talked about it, but I'm not saying that anymore. I, I trust Lamar less. And yes, I know oh. Lamar won his game last you know last week, you know, first mm-hmm. playoff game, whatever. Fine. Great. I don't trust him to win a game against that Bill's secondary when he has to make a throw. I trust him to use his athletic ability to make a couple plays here or there. But I think he's gonna need to make a plays with his arm. I just I don't trust his arm to do it. That forty-eight touchdown, forty-yard touchdown run was very Michael Vick-esque. Yes. Yeah. Dropped back, felt the pressure, got touched on the shoulder, and that wasn't touched till he got to the end zone. <laughs> and and <laughs> she was great. And so was his game. His game is very Michael Vick-esque. Yes. And and the problem that Vick had all throughout his career, before and after the dog fighting shit, was that he was not very accurate. He couldn't he did put much the ball. better in Philly. Yeah, he did. He did. He did much better in Philly. Yeah, but yes, but, your, your your Atlanta Falcon days. He was that was his his uh his weakness. So who's the pressure on? Is more pressure on Lamar? Or is it on Josh? I think Lamar. I think the pressure. The, no, I think the pressure is on Josh only because he's I don't playing feel that home. way. So I I do because he's playing at home. He's mm-hmm. he's favored to win. The people are picking the Bills to beat Kansas City next week, which is odd. Yeah. So I think the pressure's on him. And Lamar's already got the monkey off his back. He's already won a playoff yeah. game. He's already done the thing that people said he couldn't do. Lamar's playing with house money. I so, think so, too. I, I think They're going into Buffalo. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. the point. He doesn't have anything to lose. They yeah. expect him to lose. Mm-mm. I don't know. I feel like the pressure's on the Ravens. I mean, that, that's I like saying, who's the pressure on more, Mahomes or Baker? I mean, of course, the, the pressure is more on Baker on on Mahomes because if I Baker goes out and loses by by twenty, who cares? Right, uh, okay. Mahomes isn't. Baker's still trying to build a career. Patrick, Patrick kind of built his and is just gonna. He can kind of put up numbers for the rest of his career and be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, they don't even people. There's a lot of people don't believe Baker should be starting until the last couple games of the season where he started to step up and play better. Right. So, so if the Browns, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Baker. So if the Browns beat the Chiefs, is it going to are they going to speak more about Baker beating the Chiefs or Pat losing to the Browns? It'll be Pat losing to the Browns, and I'll tell you why. Because the last month, Mahomes has has not been himself. No, he I, hasn't put it very well. I don't know if he's secretly hurt. I don't know if he just doesn't care because it's like, look, I got the number one seed locked up. I'm just going to just kind of coast or he's got his, you know, massive contract and whatever. I don't know what it is. And, but the chiefs have not looked right the past month. Let me right. ask you something though. If you knew you were locking things up and have a good seed and probably have the one seed or whatever, I wouldn't show too much out of my offense either. I'd be running the stuff they got on tape. I'd be running the stuff that, it's not a surprise to them. Like I wouldn't do anything new. I wouldn't do anything I haven't done already. 
uh, I'd save all that for the postseason. Yeah, and and so, so that that's the thing. So, I mean, I'm hoping that's the case. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that's the case because I like the Chiefs. They're fun to watch. Well, yeah, it, it, I could I could see that. Okay, again, the Miami game. Okay, hey, look, we've got the number one seed pretty much locked up. We're up thirty to ten. Okay, let's just kind of take it easy. They almost lost to the Falcons. <laughs> well, no, that's just that's how the a lack of work. focus. It's how you beat the Falcons. You let them. You 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 can you get let them up beat themselves. Them come back. Yeah, and then then you just win at the end. <laughs> Everybody did it. The Cowboys did it. The Lions did it. The Lions literally yeah, Lions let, let them score and to beat them. Yes. That's how you beat the Falcons. You let the Falcons get a lead, and then you just take it away from them. It's that simple. That's the plan. And now, quick little – before we talk about this last game and we're talking about the Falcons, the Cowboys came back and beat them by, like, what, they were down 19 with four minutes left or something like that. Something and crazy. so they're like, they're like, hey, I think what we should do is we should hire the guy that was in charge of that. For our, to, to be Damn our defensive Quinn. coordinator, so, so um, I'm pretty sure Jerry's senile or uh, headed that way. They say they say the racism eats at your brain. So like he's got his gauntlet up his. Mm. Hey, I questioned that too. I, I was like, wait a minute, did I just read that right? Damn yeah. Quinn is yeah. I saw it two days ago, and they said that he's in line to be signed as the defensive coordinator. And I'm sitting here thinking, I was like, damn, like, they're up by 19 with four minutes left, and you hire the guy that engineered that collapse. <laughs> at least allowed it to happen. You're tell- so, wait, you're telling me at no point would you have run down there and looked at your defensive coordinator and be like, you're not fucking doing this anymore. I'll finish this game out. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> so, here's the thing. He was Seattle's defensive coordinator when they were very mm-hmm. successful as a defense. Yeah, but, but look that, at their players. That- that's all I'm clinging. We have good players. We just don't have. We have Mike Nolan's defense. It's one of the most complicated in the league. I didn't mm-hmm. say we had the smartest players. I just said we had good ones. Yeah, I mean, but Dan Quinn was was successful in Seattle because he had Bobby Wagner, he had mm-hmm. Cam Chancellor, he had oh god, the Cam Richard Sherman. Sherman, thank you. Errol Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah Errol Thomas. Yeah, Granny Browner. Yeah, that's why he was successful. It's not the X's and O's. It was the Jim and Joes. Uh, he was pretty successful at Florida, too, as a defensive coordinator. Well, you can be in college when you're buying your players. Well, yeah. That's all you're doing in the NFL. Yeah. He's just but, practicing for his real job. <laughs> but in the NFL, the other teams are buying them, too. So there was a slight <laughs> difference there. That's fine. As long as everybody's on the market. Oh, well, you know, for open market. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 it's a dumb move. Now, it, it would have been a dumber move to let Dan Quinn be another head, head coach again. Um, doesn't make it any less stupid, um, but it could have been worse. Yeah. We, we have the talent. The cow- yeah. We, the Cowboys, have the talent to be a good defense, but I just don't think – there's been complaints for the last few places Mike Nolan's been about how complicated his defense is. Yeah. And – I don't know. You watch sports, and some of the some of the better teams are not that complicated. They just do what they want to do. Great. Yeah, so, yeah we'll I remember see. watching watching the Cowboys back in the mid '90s, and you could tell what they were doing. Everyone knew yeah. what, what they were going to do. Yeah, they were just was gonna good at doing it. Yeah, yeah, they're just going to do it. Nothing yeah. can do about it. Yeah. We got through the whole NFL playoffs. 
We covered every game. Look at that. Absolutely. I'm proud of us. I mean, you know, (laughs) fantastic. Um, With our new meandering format. (laughs) (laughs) You mean just let us talk and just let us go? Yeah, that works. Um, Sandlot sports, baby. Yeah, that's right. So (laughs) did y'all see the magic game got canceled tomorrow? No, I didn't hear about it. COVID. COVID stuff? COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I will. I will bet both of y'all each a six pack of beer. This season ends up in a bubble. Oh, they're already doing it. They're doing localized bubbles. At home games, there's certain stipulations. When you're on the road, you can't leave your hotel. Yeah. You you expect you expect these guys to follow that? They didn't follow the bubble rules. Why would they do this? Exactly. Right. Yeah. They need I to go back bubble. to. They need to go back to the bubble. The bubble was a great idea. It worked. Uh, it's right. not good for the players. I don't think – I mean, let's just be honest. I, mentally, it's right. not. I mean, I, am, I will find a way out of there. If yeah. you do that to me, I'll find a way out of there for a couple hours a day. I mean, right. I, well, as someone who has not left his house, other than maybe a, go to the store maybe once a month since March, it messes with your head. So yeah. I oh, get I can it. Imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Absolutely. Now, from what I was reading, they were saying that for they're thinking that the playoffs is going to be back into a bubble format. This should go uh, now before it starts messing up the playoff scheduling. Well, it, it's not just going to make mess up the playoff scheduling. It's going to mess up the, the standings. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. We've already seen it. We we saw in college football well, how jacked up it gets. We all know that the NBA, the regular season, we're just kind of watch it because it's on. We're thankful that it's not golf. But like the the playoff, the playoffs is the crown jewel. They need to protect the playoffs. I think they need to go to the bubble now, just yeah. e- along with what Adam is saying. But just for the that reason alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it, it definitely can turn into that. Uh, um, I know that apparently they've been having talks. Uh, Adam Silver been speaking to all of the owners, kind of like, hey, we got to get a you know uh, you know get our clamps onto this because it's going to get to the point where we're going to start canceling a lot of games and losing yeah. all that money that we're trying to recoup back. So, Yeah, yeah and, and somebody was, was talking to me about that. It's like, oh, they won't, they, they won't go to the bubble because of the money they'll lose. No, they will lose money if they cancel the games. If, if they, They're not making gate money now. So what's the point? Right. I mean, yes, you, you want your players to be out and about because, again, it yep. messes with your head. But you're not. It's not like you're gonna. You're making a whole bunch of you know gate revenue now. Put the games on. Put them in a bubble. You don't have. You don't have to have just one bubble. I like the idea of you know. Hey, you have a Western Conference bubble. You have an Eastern Conference bubble, and you kind of figure it out that way. But mm-hmm. they're gonna have to do something. They have to do something quick because they had. I know they had two games canceled yesterday. Um, the the Magic game got canceled tomorrow, and mm-hmm. it's not like the NFL with the with the NFL when when these guys got COVID you could kind of deal with it because, okay, so some second string, you know, defensive lineman got, got COVID. Okay, fine. It sucks. COVID is nothing to, to, to joke about, but it was okay. And the NBA, you only have so many players. Right. And you're always oh. in – go ahead. No, 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 I was saying um... – Windhorse was saying that they were thinking about expanding the rosters because I think what now is 15. They're thinking about expanding it to like 21. That makes sense. That might be the only way they get through the season. 
that's exactly why. And they they also talked about, you know, if individuals can't, let's say the 21 uh, roster, if let's say if like all of them have COVID, maybe moving up the G League players to play the game. I like that. Give them some experience too. Yeah, so I mean, that's what they're uh, working towards, anyways. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't see why they don't just do that now. I mean, right. Realistically, expand the rosters to twenty-one or whatever magic number you want to make them, and you, you know, you've got the, you've got the G League. Use right. those to fill those spots. You know, Absolutely. they don't have to travel with the team if you don't want them to and whatnot. They can always kind of stay at home and practice if you need to. But it, you know, right. if if someone's out, pull them up. And yeah. get get these games in. And BJ, you're right. Get these guys some reps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? See what they're made of. You might get a you might get a couple of um, good stories out of the deal too. Absolutely. So they're like putting everything out on the table right now because Adam Silver does not want to lose any more money as he has no. to. And but on top of that, people have to think too. The Olympics is this summer, and you have NBA players who sign play in the Olympics, which I don't know how that's going to work. So it's going to turn to a huge cluster if they don't figure out what they're going to do right now. You think uh, with the rest of the world being farther advanced with the COVID treatments and, and oh, we're going to be left things, behind. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's going to come off. The Olympics will come off the way we think it will. I uh, honestly, I, th- I could, I see the Olympics happening. Um, I see them preventing the U.S. from joining. If mm. we don't get a handle on this quickly. I don't see the U.S. being allowed in there. Now, th- that being said, I know there is a push that to start 100 million vaccinations, you know, starting January 20th, magic date. Um, so maybe, um, but it, unless we get this under control, I could see them just going, no, the Olympics will go on. We had this massive deal with NBC. That's a shit ton of money that we're not going to lose. And Americans, you're not welcome. I mean, we could not mm-hmm. be welcome for other reasons too, but you're not welcome right. because of COVID reasons. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would Dang. not be the first time. No. Yeah. No. Dang, this is freaking crazy, man. Never in a million years I would ever think that we would get to a point where like a a virus would stop us from be, being able to have some type of normalcy. And right now, sports, in my opinion, it's like the only thing that's preventing this family, uh, not family, but this country from like boiling over like a crab boil. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And uh, it's just, it's just crazy, man. I'm, I'm still wrapping my mind around it. Like, it's like, wow. Cause like every time you see on the ticker, you see, you know, so-and-so is out. And the reason is not ankle injury. It's not anything else. It says COVID, you know, COVID protocol. This is just but- crazy. But Dorian, you, you hit on a point. I had something that I, I talked about during the summer is sports. I, I agree with the baseball player. I forget who said it, that sports is a result of a functioning society. Yes. But mm-hmm. sports is also needed as a distraction from life. We saw it during 9-11. They saw it after uh, JFK was assassinated. Sports mm-hmm. is necessary to be a distraction from everything else. It gives you not only does it give you a, a two or three hour distraction from the hellscape that is central Florida, but it also gives you something else to talk about. Yeah, when the sports were down, I had to start talking about politics and that didn't go well. No. 
<laughs> it goes well for any of us. <laughs> no, you or any of us. <laughs> That's why this podcast is is so you know near and dear to me, man. Because it's like it takes me away from having to have a conversation with someone that's small minded, and I'm able to surround myself with with other guys who love sports just as much as I do, man. So, um, oh yeah, it's this is awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think BJ's right. I think we covered all the all the NFL games this weekend, which shocking with yeah we actually stayed on task i think we covered the nba um we covered the whatever the fuck that was the other night with alabama and ohio state uh, i got golf news too i got golf news too the okay. pga pulled their the pga pulled their events out of bedminster <laughs> <laughs> that's right so i well, I, I heard the best course. comparison today about all of that about you know, him going to jail, him, you know, leaving the country, whatnot, whatnot. Someone said, you don't need to worry about going to jail. You're rich. You'll be fine. What you have to worry about is three words. Orenthal James Simpson. <laughs> because that Civil man six. is toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. That might be what takes Trump out right there is being ignored. Yep. Yeah. You want to kill a flower, pull it out of the sun. Yep. Just, just let it let it die. Let it die in the vine. Yep. So. But then, yeah, we can we can get into the hockey news that Gary Bettman's well, first of all, Gary Gary Bettman's an idiot. But um, I know that they've said that they're going to lose billions from due due to COVID because. Bubble they, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, realistically, the NFL needs the NHL needs to contract. There's too many teams, anyways. Uh, I'm not sure if BJ could could name half the teams as it stands, and that may not just be because the Angels too big, just because BJ doesn't care. Um, but, I might know. I might know more lacrosse teams. <laughs> so, is is there still a team called the Columbus Blue Jackets? Yes, there is. Look at you. Whoa. Oh, in, one of the, in one of the weird ones, too. <laughs> Dude, there are Nashville Predators. There, yeah, there's a, there's a Nashville Predators. There's, there is not a Minnesota team. So That's crazy. Isn't Minnesota They used like, to be the stars, and they moved to Dallas, right? Yeah. yeah that's right. Give me my money. <laughs> uh, wow. Are you telling me that Atlanta has a team? Don't they have the Atlanta Thrashers? Yeah, there, there are more teams in Georgia than in Minnesota. Dang. And Georgia's not even a hockey state. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that fact. <laughs> I, know, right? I can't. I can't. It makes no sense. Well, and, and, no sense. and the best part about the NHL, and I know the, the uh, Major League Baseball is going to well, go through this, is I can't. figuring out how the, I, the, how the Canadian teams are going to travel. I can see it. They let football teams in Michigan. Not in the NFL. <laughs> but I, that's obviously, and that's obviously not a football state. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's too easy. It's right over your head. Maybe it literally is right over my you, head. If you could, I think I'm getting some like some subliminal messages. To just. <laughs> 
Sorry. Hey, BJ's triggered because he sees the M. <laughs> yeah, triggered. Totally triggered. Totally triggered. Oh, yeah. My, my wife gets mad at me when I when I joke about you know when I spell Ohio State wrong because I spell you know O I H O. She's like, "Why do you do yes. that?" Well, because y'all do. Have you ever seen pictures of of the Ohio State fans in the in the stands? They can't spell state the state of Ohio. So, Ohio. What's round? What's round in the end? The high in the middle. Ohio. <laughs> And if you've ever been to Ohio, it's definitely high. <laughs> no, I have family that lives there, and um, I don't know. They miss New York. That's well, saying something. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's just, that is saying something. Speaking of states visited, I think the weirdest state I've ever been to is Indiana. And they're I, more crazy, in my opinion, they're more crazier than Floridians. Not that I, really got, crazy. I got out for breakfast in West Virginia one day and thought I was on the menu. I don't see. <laughs> the, the only reason why the Florida man thing is a thing is because we have the open news. The outlet. sunshine laws. Yeah. The sunshine laws. Yeah. The only reason why. Because you're right. There are crazies everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Could you imagine if Tennessee had the sunshine laws? Oh, God. Let's shine a light on that state. Oh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you see deliverance. Yeah. Well, you, you know the scene of Florida, right? You can take my freedom, but you can't take my meth. No. (laughs) (laughs) Because they keister it, that's why. Oh, man. (laughs) They put put it in their prison wallet. (laughs) Don't make me explain that to you. Don't make me explain what a prison wallet is. I don't think I want to know. You don't know? You're sitting. You're sitting on your prison wallet right now. Yeah, well, it, it goes with your truck with surfing, so go figure. Yeah, yeah, right now. Everybody, everybody's got one. <laughs> you learn a lot working in the restaurant industry for about seven years. <laughs> Prison wallet. Prison wallet. Oh man. Oh man. If you don't want to rob, that's the best place to keep it, I guess. <laughs> Sit on it. It's also oh, it's also called keystering. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when they told me this. I was dying. I, I was laughing. I so so funny story about that. So. Many, many years ago, I worked at a, at a call center, and when you work at a call center, basically, it's just either alcoholics or drug addicts. That's all there is. So one of the guys I was working with um, was flying to New York, and he, for whatever reason, thought it would be a great idea to take his stash with him to New York. No. Yes. <laughs> so he, hid, he put his stash in his prison wallet and got through security. And he got to New York, and, and I'm like, dude, you were going to New York. Just buy it there. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> oh, damn. He had, what, cocaine was hell of a drug, man. <laughs> Let me change that. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah. 
I, I think on that note, I think we need to wrap it up before we get ourselves in even more trouble. It's not gonna get. It's not getting any better. No. Any better. I, I, I'm going <laughs> on about three hours better. of sleep and about you know two pots of coffee. So it's 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 we're gonna go down about, here quick. We're talking about keystring and getting <laughs> stuff in your prison wallet. And... I, I, I think I think we need to wrap oh. it up. Good night. <laughs> All right, fellas. Until yeah. next time. Take Until it easy, guys. Have a good one. Hey, watch the prison walks, guys. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no.